Hello, welcome to episode two of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, and making, and drinking some seriously delicious cocktails. Shannon? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. What do we have? <laughs> what do we got on the uh, menu for today, so to speak? Well, you know, in episode one, we went into a lot of, uh, we did some whiskey-based cocktails. Absolutely. The Manhattans, they were delicious. Uh-huh. Um, but this time I thought, let's mix it up. Let's uh, maybe do something with gin. You don't have to say that to me twice. I'm good. Okay. So what I thought we could do was Negronis. Oh, yeah. These have been uh, growing in popularity. Um, actually, in Bi Magazine, I think, had started a Negroni week a couple years ago for charity. So I thought this was a really good uh, thing to start start with. I, I think, think that's a perfect idea because I, you know, you, you're going to ask people to do something for charity, you know, drinking, I'm on board. So Negronis. Delicious little red drinks made out of gin, and we are going to go for it today. That's like a good idea. What am I going to need today as far as like uh, equipment? Let's grab the mixing glass. Okay, got that. Let's get your strainer. All right, got the Hawthorne strainer here. Get. Let's get your measuring cup. Got the uh, delineated measuring vessel, not the crappy old one ounce, two ounce jigger thing. But I mean, you can use that if you want, but I like the well delineated measuring yeah. vessel. It's, it's going to up your game for sure. What else do we need, babe? Uh, grab your bar spoon. Of course. And for glasses today, we're going to be uh, serving this on the rocks. So uh, preferably old-fashioned or rocks glasses. All right. So I've got some nice double rock size glasses here. So I hope that you guys have had Negronis in the past. Um, I thought I'd pull out a little info for you about this one. Yeah, Les, I'm interested to see where this thing comes from. I mean, it's got such an interesting taste, and, uh, you know, uh, gin's a pretty popular spirit. I'm, I'm just I'm interested in what you found. Okay, so the most widely reported account of the history of the Negroni is it was first mixed in Florence, Italy in 1919 at Cafe Cassoni. Cafe Cassoni for the first Negroni. Oh, look at you. <laughs> So, uh, Count Camilo Negroni concocted it. Count Camilo Negroni at Cafe Cassoni. Cassoni. <laughs> wow, that's a, say that five times fast. All right, this is good. I like this. This is great. Keep going. I could barely say it one time. Um, exactly. So <laughs> we're gonna say that. Uh, that okay. So they had a they had a client come in there. They had a patron of the bar come in, and he. Uh, Loved Americanos, which I don't know if you've have you ever had an Americano, Greg? The coffee with a little hot water in it, the no. espresso with hot water. Nope, it's a cocktail. It's okay. a Campari, sweet vermouth, and club soda. Sounds, so sounds refreshing. Refreshing, not very liquory, but uh, yeah, he came in. This guy probably had just a really bad day. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that soda water. I want something stronger. I want a little booze in this cocktail." Yeah, so can you just replace that soda water with this gin? Let me guess. What's the guy's last name? Oh, good God. I don't know. Is it Negroni? <laughs> Maybe Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Turned out delicious, by the way. Also, um, with the Americanos, they would usually garnish it with lemon. This time he's like, no, let's mix it up. No. Put that orange on it. I want that orange peel. So be it. Uh, and the Negroni 
was born. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So it was successful. Did pretty well. I'm going to say. It's a good drink. Yeah. 1919. There you go. That's where it started. Fantastic. So uh, has a couple ingredients. That's right. We should probably talk a little bit about that. What, let's, let's talk about the spirit first. So what are, obviously it's going to be a gin-based cocktail. What have we, uh, I mean, pretty much when you say gin, what comes to mind is kind of a juniper, berries, uh, kind of that floral yet a little piney kind of taste. I mean, just depending on what gin you're, gin you're using, did you, what, did you find out anything interesting God, about that? You must have read this because you totally nailed the I, primary flavor of gin. I'm peeking ahead. Yeah, nice job. You're tasting. A, oh, I'm over, tasting ahead. You're an overachiever today. Everybody's got to be good at something. So, yeah, gin, you got it. Juniper berries uh, has a light pine, sweet pine flavor to it. Um, I did not know this until I was doing some research, but did you know that you don't have to have a certain quantity of juniper berries to make gin? I didn't even think about that, but uh, yeah. you, you know, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they did require you to have certain things to be called gin, just kind of like you know, with whiskeys or rye or with, uh, uh, you know, bourbon, they require certain things to be percentage-wise, but interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. That's what I would have expected, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, so gin had uh, started in the Middle Ages as, an, of course, a medicine, isn't it all? Um, and oh, you reckon it for me. <laughs> the gin was developed from, based on an older Dutch liqueur called, uh, I'm going to kill this, I'm very sorry, Genever, I think it's called. Maybe Guinevere. Ginevere. I no, that's H. That's, that'd be Spanish. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, Let's so, just call it Genevere. Let's call it Genevere. I think I went to school with her. I, I think <laughs> she was on, I think definitely she was on in my was, high school. Maybe on the volleyball team? No, I no. think she was, she had black eye makeup and Oh yeah, very club. emo. Extremely emo. Yeah, okay, good. Um, anyway, so basically started from that. Um and has been around for a very long time, and it is going to be in our cocktail today. Fantastic. I do have a fun fact about gin. Do you want to hear it? All those facts you mentioned were fun. Could What would be considered a fun fact then? Okay, it's a question for you. Okay, what I'm ready. What country has the world's highest per capita gin, oh. gin consumption? Well, uh, I mean, gin and tonics one thinks of England and Spain. Um, I'm going to say the English drink more gin. Okay. This is a shocker. Uh, maybe not if you live in this place, but for me, completely a surprise. The Philippines. Really? Yeah. An estimated 25 million cases are consumed annually. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they love it. Interesting. So. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed. That wouldn't have been my first guess. Yeah. Surprising, right? So, um, and you want to grab the gin out of the cupboard since we know now that that is a uh, one of the first of our recipes here. Fantastic! And the gin we're going to be using today is the Elk Rider Gin, and that is from Heritage Distilling here in uh, Seattle. So, uh, yeah, we got that today. We're going to be using that. It's pretty good. It's I would say it's light on kind of the pine and the uh, juniper berry taste, but definitely it's there. It's a little more floral than some of the other gins. That's a good way to put it. Um, you can use any gin. Absolutely. And that's a fun way to mix this drink up because gins can be very different. So you could really play with what gin you put into this. Absolutely. And so for the next ingredient, kind of the main thing that's uh, the Negroni is known for, Campari. You this got it. red, 
red liquor in a bottle that says Campari on the front of it. But it's it, it to me, it's a mystery. It's a little bit bitter. It's a little bit sweet. It's a little bit dirty tasting, like a little bit like forest floor tasting, a little barky tasting. What I'm sure you look to find some interesting facts about this. I can't wait to hear some. It's also extremely red, by the way. So Yeah, that's what gives it a red color. Oh, yeah. So Campari is an Amaro, which is in the family of bitter Italian spirits. Okay, so very good. Yeah, we kind of discussed this in the first episode between Amaros and Vermouths and kind of the differences there. What, could, what do we know? All right, so uh, Amaro, by the way, uh, we covered this before, is uh, liquor-based. And on this one, it's a bright, it's vivid red, um, it's pretty bitter, um, also has some botanicalness, and it's a little bit sweet. Where does the uh, where does that color come from? Okay, is it, uh, and sure, it's probably some fake coloring that's in there. What do we uh, do? You well, find anything? Uh, now it is, I believe. It's been hard to track this down a little bit, but it didn't used to be. Guess what? It used to be colored with. I don't know. Uh, something maybe asbestos radioactive based. Uh, close. Uh, dead bugs. Ooh, bug butts. Yep, bug butts. Uh, I might ruin this too. I don't know. It's made with, it used to be colored with carmine dye, which was derived from conichial, I don't know if I have that right, uh, insects. Fantastic. Well, so, everybody, yeah. everybody Google that and you can see what you're drinking in your drink now. No, I, I can't imagine they're using yeah, your bug butts right now. Are they, they don't use it anymore. I did some research. It seemed like okay. um, there had been some people who had had some allergies and plus that's gross. Uh, I think so, that would be the big thing is that it's made from bug butts. <laughs> so now um, they've gone to probably not as much of a bug-derived uh, dye. When did they so, switch that over? Did you ever find out? You know, I couldn't tell. It didn't seem like it was that long ago. I'm going to say in the 2000s. But I could Yikes. Be com- I, could, you know, I could be completely wrong because I had a really difficult time finding information additional information on I that. I know so. I have had Campari not in the 2000s, so pretty much you're guaranteeing that you had bug butts if it was before 2000, potentially. Probably. Um, um, great. Fantastic. But you've heard all those statistics about like when you're asleep, how many spiders crawl in your mouth and stuff, so I feel like this is... A <laughs> <laughs> you're just upping your bug content by having some Campari. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like this is a at least a little... <laughs> Anticipated way that you can ingest well, some Well, time for <laughs> time for some bugs. Better have some Campari. Now, what's interesting is is that uh, you know with a lot of the spirits and the liquors and the vermouths that you see, there's there's tons of brand names. I think I've only seen one Campari. I think the bottle we have here says David Campari on the front. It says Milano on the front. But I I I haven't seen any other ones, and I'm sure there's probably some others out there. What do we know about that? Did you find anything out about that? Uh, Campari is Campari. Campari is uh, that spirit, and it is it. That is what these Negronis are made from. So there's a history. I found a little history on it. So but there's Com- only one brand. Of, one brand, yeah. Of, of, uh, of Campari. Interesting. Yeah. It was uh, invented in the 1860s by Gaspar Campari, and he lived in Navarro, Italy. And um, he had a son. Um, his name is David. Dave, David, David. I'm going to say because it has an E on the end. David but with an E. If you look at your bottle of That's Campari, what's on the, yeah. it's on the capsule. That's what's on um, our it's bottle. It's on the label. So Gaspar uh, died in 1882, and the business was inherited by his son and his brother Guido. And they continued to build the business out. And he did an excellent job of 
advertising and marketing this business. And it's probably really what, why we have seen it so prevalently today. And, uh, there was some fun stuff in here about it. Um, I'm looking on differedsguide.com. If you're very interested in the history of Campari, they have a whole article. As right? we are sure you are. Um, or that's what we're here for, to tell you some stuff. That's right. Or just take you to sit back and drink and listen to us talk. Well, so, um, yeah, so David really took David the... David Campari. Uh, really took this uh, brand to a whole new level. He... Went all over New York and the U.S. He fell in love with an opera singer, and he pursued her across Europe and to New York, where he established export markets for Campari, and that's where it all—that's where the magic happened. And that's where the bug butt colored magic happened yeah. all throughout, all throughout Europe and the United States. Well, that's—that's—I would have never guessed that in a million years if you hadn't have told me. So we've got our Campari, we got our gin. We have our Campari. The third ingredient for Negroni is going to be a uh, sweet vermouth, generally. Yep. Right. And uh, we're, today we're going to use the uh, Punta Mess sweet vermouth because it happens to be what we have in the cupboard. Yep. Generally a little sweeter than uh, other vermouths, but this is a pretty good one. Now, the ratio, if I recall, it is one ounce, one ounce, one ounce of each item. So really easy to remember. Yep, you got it. So uh, fantastic. Let's get some ice. Why don't you throw some ice in that uh, mixing glass and let's let's go and make one of these while we talk about it. All right. So well, there's ice in. Again, one ounce of gin. Okay, very good. Whatever gin you want to try, uh, we have a local one, but you can use whatever you want. Uh, you're gonna do an ounce of the Campari. It's very good in there. Just bright red, gorgeous, bright red, crazy looking liqueur. Yeah. And then an ounce of sweet vermouth. Okay, here goes the uh, vermouth in. Yeah, and you want to give that a stir. We're going to stir that for 30 seconds. While you're doing that, I'm going to throw a couple of ice, big ice cubes, because I like big ice, into our rocks glasses. Okay. There you go. Good. Very good. All right. All right uh, so here, pass your glass over here. Okay. Yeah, you want to strain that in there. And, there we uh, go. Let's, uh, oh, God. Yeah, look at that color on that. It's so That's great. Gorgeous, I it? love this. Um, let's, let me give, give me that orange. Yeah, so we're doing a little orange peel. So we're gonna uh, you're going to kind of. Squeeze it over the top of your... We're going to express the oils out of that orange peel over the top there. Kind of give a shimmery look to the top of the liquid. Beautiful smell. Yeah. And I'm I just gonna throw it I'm going to throw that right in there. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. Um, another thing you can do in here, just as a FYI, uh, that was a classic recipe, but I've looked at other recipes, and one thing I really like to add is grapefruit bitters. So if you want just a little more complexity to this drink, well, um, it's that. a really... That's a really... We, we have some here, so we might as well throw it in. Um, one dash in each. Here we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. It's it's nice. It opens up in just a little bit. So, all right. Hey, that looks great. Look at that bright red color. Cheers. It looks good. Cheers. All right. Let's give this a shot here. Classic Negroni. Oh, that is such a good drink. That is a good drink. I. This is a good one. Oh yeah. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys have mixed this up at home and are enjoying us right drinking, now. Drinking, drinking along with us here, <laughs> tasting the Negroni is. You know, I like the way that uh, taste of that kind of pine kind of botanical flavor of the uh of the gin is kind of settled out by the real the bitterness of that uh campari what what is the element that's giving us that bitterness in that campari did you ever i mean is what kind of yeah, material is that i can answer that so um campari is made from a citrus that is in italy 
and I'm I'm sorry about my pronunciation. Um, Chinodo, I think is how it's said. This is not the pronunciation show, so no, I think we are it's right. not. That's a it's whole a another show. podcast. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Um. So Chinodo is a type of an orange. It's a little more bitter, and it's grown in Italy. And then the bitterness comes from a bark that's called again. Excuse me very much. Cascarilla. I'm gonna guess. Sounds very Italian. I try to put a little on the end, um, which is a, a bark that they use um, that used to be used as a tonic, a stimulant, and a fever reducer, but also is used not only in Campari, but also in vermouth. I know that a lot of bitters, where that kind of the bittering agent that is in the bitters is a, is a bark material. So I know, I know that. So it makes sense that that is going to be the agent that's in there. Yeah, so that's that's probably what you're tasting a little bit. I don't want it to, uh, the sweet vermouth really does sweeten it up a bit, and it just is a nice balance. It's such a good drink. It kind of balances it out, and that's 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 really what you look for when you're kind of trying to put these cocktails together and, you know, you're experimenting a little bit outside when you're building up, you know, uh, if you want to change it up with a, with a cocktail recipe that's tried and true, is that you're searching for balance. You're searching for a balance between spirit, sweet, and bitter, and I think the Negroni hits all those marks. Now I know that we have a uh, we have a second option for Negroni that we're going to put together here today. How, how what what are we going to do that's different than what we just did? Okay, so you know what I mean established on the first rest on the first episode, we like to give you a classic, but then we like to throw in a little something different that you could do with the same ingredients, essentially. A little twist, you might say, a little a little bit of a twist. So this we're using things you're going to have around the house once you have these ingredients. We're going to do. And oh my God, this is so my favorite Negroni. We're going to do a cold brew Negroni cocktail. That sounds fantastic. So there's a little prep that comes with this. What do we got to do? Hopefully you have a mason jar around the house or something with a lid. That's going to be important. So it's probably about two cups size, something like that. Yeah. If if you have something like that, if you have a a two cup mason jar, that works great. If you don't have a mason jar, you know, you could clean out a pickle jar or something. It doesn't matter. Um, So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be making this cold brew coffee infused Campari. And it's so simple. So we're going to be grinding up um, some coffee. So if you're home grinding, uh, probably a good cue to use is probably grind it a little coarser. So that way it'll, when you do strain it out, you're not going to have a lot of particulate matter coming through into your uh, infused uh, Campari material. So a little coarser grind, but not so coarse that it won't actually have enough surface area to infuse into the material. So set that grinder for a little coarser grind. If you don't have the opportunity or the option to do that, just use whatever you got and just filter it out and deal with it. Or you can buy ground coffee at the store. That totally works too. That works completely fine. So we're going to be um, putting about three quarters of a cup of coffee grounds. Sounds in, good to me. Into a mason jar. And about a cup of Campari. Right. You just want to basically fill that jar up to, you know, where is reasonable with Campari. And that's just, you know, those ratios. It, you're going to lose a little Campari because it's going to be absorbed into the coffee itself. So you're not going to really recover, you know, a cup worth of infused Campari after that. So if, if you want a little more recovery, obviously use a little less coffee and uh, you're still going to infuse just fine. Yeah. So you're going to uh, put those in there. You're going to put that lid on nice and tight and you're going to agitate this. So you're just going to honestly just shake it, shake it a bunch. Uh, get that nicely soaked in there. Um, you can put it on the counter and come back and shake it some more. And we 
That's what we We've, do. We, we just have it sitting on the counter. And so get up in the morning, shake it before you go to work, shake it, come back home. Yeah. Agitate it, shake it around a little bit. Now we've done it in as short a time as 20 some minutes and sometimes I'll just leave it overnight. So it just depends on how long you have and when you want this drink. But And longer generally, the longer the better. Yeah. If, op- if an option. But if you've got people coming, whatever. Just make it an hour before. Just shake it a bunch. So once you have it and it's sat for as long as you deem necessary, you're going to strain that out with a fine strainer. should have this fine strainer in your uh, cocktailing arsenal to begin with but if you don't have one usually it's a cone shaped i don't know about probably you know three inch diameter with a handle on it strainer kind of a fine metal mesh strainer and that should be just fine for what we're doing so i like to strain it into another mason jar because i just have a lot of mason jars sitting around but you can put it into another jar into a glass whatever so you're going to strain this out um as you pour the grounds in you probably want to push a push the liquid out of them a little bit with like the back of a spoon or something and you'll probably have to get the grounds out of it a couple times uh, as you pour it out of this because it almost looks like a brownie when you're done. Yeah, because you're going to have to, you know, basically squish the con- infused Campari out of, you know, however much coffee grounds you put in there. You generally, you know, a third of a cup. So you're going to make a couple passes through that before you get all your liquid back out. Yeah, then you're going to have this delightful cold brew coffee-infused Campari. Fantastic. So then you, you put a top on that and put it in the fridge, and now we're going to use that the exact same ratio as what we have the regular Campari when we make this. Is that what we're going to do? Pretty much. So we had made some in advance uh, so we could uh, have a drink with you guys. So, Greg, will you pull that coffee-infused Campari out of the fridge I've there? got it all here in front of me. I'm a step ahead. Now awesome. <laughs> So you want to throw some, uh, we're going to use that mixing glass again. All righty, let's do a little ice in the mixing glass. Very good. Okay, and we're going to do our one ounce. One ounce, one ounce, and one ounce. All right. It's all the same. It's all right, and there's that coffee-infused Campari looking, instead of being that kind of vibrant red, this has really kind of got a, like a dark chocolatey coffee style quality and you can really smell the coffee oh, coming yeah. off that i mean you can really and plus that bitter smell that campari has it's 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 fantastic all right so here we go and this is again we're gonna we're gonna stir this right yeah you're gonna stir this up well you got your gin and your sweet vermouth in there right okay we're cool. all ready to go, uh, all, one, ready one to go. all right you're a step ahead do you have another set of glasses again I, into a yeah, rock, rock style glass again yeah but i just threw the ice in the glasses we're ready to pour that in there if you have a chance Excellent. Pour a little bit in. All right. Oh, yeah, that looks so good. Get the orange peels on top here. Yep. We'll es- express the uh, the uh, oils on top. I don't mind like one drop or two drops of orange bitters in this, too. I think uh, I think that's nice. But... Kind of that flavor plus the coffee really, really makes it pop. You know it's what? It's a balance, right? I was worried when I first made this recipe because uh, Campari can be really bitter and so can coffee. I thought, sure. oh, I thought oh, this is going to be the most bitter drink. And the truth is, it is not. It is my favorite Negroni. I love this drink. It actually somehow ends up pulling kind of the sweet flavor out of the Campari. So it almost kind of masks a little bit of that bitter. And like the bitter kind of like comes through more as the coffee taste and then really it leaves behind that kind of sweet element that I think Kapari does have too. Don't okay. you agree? I do. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's see stop if that's talking true. about let's, that. Let's and uh, let's have a drink of this. Absolutely. So uh, Here, cheers. cheers. Cheers everyone out there. Have oh, a little yeah, sip here. I love this one. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. 
Oh, I hope you guys are going to make this because this is so good. And when you pull that out of the fridge and people are looking at that black material you have, they're going to be like, what is this? And it's a great drink for the last trick of the night, you know, kind of, or with, with, with dessert. I mean, that's when I like to have this one. Or, you know, when you, when you really want to, you know, you want your, your jar of little coffee infused Negroni is going to become very precious to you. So, well. Can I tell you about when my favorite time to drink this drink is? Absolutely. Okay. I am, you know, with brunch, there's uh, certain cocktails that people are have as go-tos, you know. They yeah, have, oh, yeah. You're going to have the, uh, you're going to have that uh, Greyhound is a big one. The old uh, Definitely Bloody Mary is a big one. I know you don't like those. No, I don't like those. And so... But everyone else around me does. So my favorite at home to make is this coffee Negroni. Perfect brunch material. Fantastic. That's all I've got to say. So um, I hope you guys make this. We will be posting pictures and the recipe for this on our Instagram account. Absolutely. We, Where's that at, babe? That is Amateur Bartending for Immature is our handle. And I hope you guys go on there. And you're going to find on there pictures and recipes uh, for the drinks that we made today, as well as pictures and recipes of the drinks we had in uh, the previous episodes. And uh, you're also going to find uh, a library of other drinks and recipes for pictures we've already taken that Shan's put up there, recipes in most cases. I would say 99% of the time we have a recipe with the pictures. And uh, just tell us what you think. We'd love to hear you know, what you think of what we've made. We'd love to hear of your spins on the stuff we have up there. And uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's a great place. It's a great resource. Yeah, this has been a fun second episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoy your Negronis and uh, for the future, uh, bottoms up. Absolutely. Shannon, this has been fun for the second one around and these Negronis are fantastic. I really like the coffee Negroni. I hope everybody out there tries this thing. I think they should get their coffee right now, get it soaking in their Campari so they can have this thing here on uh Maybe maybe for their Saturday morning or something. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe the other Sunday one. Sunday brunch. Exactly. All right. Cheers, babe. Bottoms up.